On a single family house, you have a single tenant that's a bad egg. All right, see ya, let's go get a new one. And the building is now better. You know, it's good. You're not worried about all the other people or whatever. There might be a neighborhood that's a challenge or whatever the case. Uh, but your building is fine now. Uh, however, in multifamily, you kick out one and there might have been 100% of them that were bad eggs. I mean, uh, you know, we ran into that where we had to kick out a whole part 20s equal 29th, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which ended up being one of our largest success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the learning lessons of that was like basically kick all the people out that shouldn't be there, aren't gonna be paying rent, all of that, and restart, fresh start. This is episode one, two, eight, four, seven, six. Hello. So like we do every episode, we want to thank our sponsors, which to me today is Costco. Oh, Costco jacket, Costco fleece pants, entire outfit, $42.99. Costco's a deal, but they got nice clothes, cheap prices. And it came with like 25 of them? Yep. 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 Not had to. And then, yeah, you walked out $500 later because they get you with the food and the liquor and... The trinkets, man. The trinkets. The trinkets. You're a trinket guy. You're a trinket guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Starts cruising the aisle, see what they're up to. Oh, my God. Is this a robot vacuum with AI? Heck, yeah, I need it. Come on. And it's at Costco and it's cheap. So it's like, I've, I got to buy it. It's a deal. I get it, bud. I'd like to thank our other sponsor. We have Cherry Pick Cafe. Cherry Pick, yeah. And, uh, built pants and uh, some shoes. Some shoes, yeah. So some shoes, if you want to reach out, we are uh, open. We're available for your sponsorship. Yeah. We're available for all sponsorships. So everyone wants to jump on board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so your name was Adam? Yep. Canadian Adam. Here. Okay, no, we're not doing that today, Adam. Um, okay, so Adam, nice to meet you. And on today's episode, we are talking about single family versus multifamily. Oh, hello. Yeah, so we're going to talk about mainly the pros and cons of each since we both have experience in each. So I'll let you start. Let's start with... Uh, a couple pros of single family. A couple pros of each. A couple pros of single family, a couple pros of multifamily. Yeah, I mean, so uh, we both have single family, both have multifamily. Um, you know, in the end, single family is kind of an easier entry point, easier way to get started, uh, lower cost of failure, let's say. You know, you're just kind of getting your feet wet, understanding things. Your first deal is not going to be your best deal. Uh, for sure, right? It's just not not going to be the case. Sometimes you never know, bud. You never know. With that limited mindset, it's not going to be your first. It's not going to be your best. But <laughs> if you got the mindset, dude, I'm going to fucking crush it. Yeah. Okay. Never know. All right. Okay. Was yours your best deal? No. Yeah. Different story, bud. Yeah. We're not talking about me. Others could. No, there's yeah. I can, but others can. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. We will. That's okay. Uh. So you know. 
lower cost of entry really. Um, and just kind of naturally, I think most people go into single family. You have uh, a little bit of ability to be able to kind of uh, chunk off specific parts of the portfolio as well. So if you had 10 single family, you could sell off a one, two, three, four, five, and then keep the other five if you really wanted to. Whereas if you had an apartment complex of 10, you're not selling off five units and then <laughs> selling, you know, the other five, yeah. the other five or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there you at least have a little bit, um, a, a little bit of control over being able to you know, own, manage, sell, uh, individual properties. But then on the multifamily side, I mean, uh, we love it. Obviously it's something that we jumped into for a wide range of reasons. Uh, some of those being really just scalability, what you go through from a process perspective, from single family to multifamily of finding a buyer, getting a good deal, negotiating it, doing your due diligence. That whole process is the same. The difference is really how intricate is the due diligence. There's more complexities than negotiation. All of it becomes a little bit at a higher scale, but you know, overall finding a, a seller and negotiating it is the same, whether it's a one property or a hundred units, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's an, a big piece of it, just scalability, uh, the fact of management. Uh, I mean, you can touch on this, uh, you know, kind of more intimately, right? Just the fact yeah. of how much of a bitch is it to go manage a hundred properties, single family. Yeah. Uh, and you hope that they're in the same city, but if they're not, you got multi-cities, you have to manage that. You have to go uh, have all these resources to jump around. Whereas if you had a hundred units in one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So a big uh, thing for me was when we bought our first multifamily, again, me coming from a, a single family background and having quite a few, uh, all happened to be spread out mainly within Omaha. So uh Geographically, it was a, a small area, so economies of scale efficiency was there. Um, but to have multiple units under one roof, 20 units, 24 units, 12 units, 14, 48, whatever it is under one roof was uh, somewhat of an eye-opener. Um, your maintenance guys are going to this their service in an apartment versus single family. They're going to an apartment same location it's efficient they can knock out two three four work orders whatever that is or if we're turning over units are going to the same location to turn over multiple units which makes it a lot easier versus turning over multi-single family that even though they're in the same city let's say for me for omaha even though they're with in close proximity to each other it's still bouncing from one property taking the five minute drive ten minute drive to go to the other property, um, it makes things definitely a, a little bit tougher on the single family side. So yeah, a lot of efficiencies, right? Like you think about God, even just tools, people, yeah, uh, materials. Yeah. If you can just park all of that in one location and then go access it, move in and out, use the same tools. You need something, you know, you need the people or whatever the case may be. You got them all right there. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm bouncing between different yeah. different sides and it's like, oh, Billy Bob didn't show up today. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm Billy Bob. Come on, man. And you know, yeah, uh, everybody, everybody knows a Billy Bob. Yeah. Everybody knows one. He's a good guy, but you'll really get out. Yeah. yeah. So, what about um, 
some positive about uh, single family. Let's give single family some love. That's where we both started from. Still love, still actively invest in single family. What's a couple pros of a single family, you think? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's really kind of just chunking off different pieces. I still really like that piece of single family. Uh, you know, people want to live in, in houses, a yard, things like that. Yeah. So I think that's a, a big aspect of it as well. Uh, I'm an investor in short-term rental now as well. That's a single swing. Where we're at right now, recording this video. This video. Yeah. And that that's in San Diego, Mission Beach, and just been absolutely crushing it. Yeah. And it is doing incredibly Absolutely, well. yeah. Uh, it's in that 90 to 100% occupancy every month. I was like... This is incredible, and and I see it as a place that I could go vacation at. I could I could no matter where I am in life, I will always have this house because I it's just a wonderful place to live, and you can do that with with kind of single family, multifamily. Uh, you know, you're you're probably you could I guess go and travel and, and enjoy your multifamily place somewhere, and um, but probably not and. You know, class and D, class C neighborhoods. Yeah, we like yeah. Because the returns are better, right? Yeah. Uh, but maybe you know, maybe that's where you'd like to retire. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're when you're older, maybe pop in, go to Fort Madison. Yeah. yeah. Fort Madison. Go see Mary Lou. Shout out Mary Lou, property manager in uh, Fort Madison. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. She is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. I think those are the pieces to me of, of single family. Yeah. Um, you know, what about you? You um, you continue, you know, at a, at a scale even to kind of continue to invest personally on single family side. Yeah. Um, I would say single family to me, it's a uh, barrier to entry is a lot lower. It's easier to access, uh, especially for first time investors and whatnot, since it's typically smaller capital investment on, yeah. on your side. Um, to me, single family, a big benefit of, of them is you can definitely hit home runs on single family if crushed some deals that are in the rental portfolio now, but yeah. it's a great way to get base hits. You need to get base hits to get experience, get the balance sheet so you can go to a banker and say, hey, I've got my experience. I've got X amount of single family. I've had them for this long. I want to buy this multifamily property. Um, that goes a long way and acquiring multifamily if that's if that's where you want to go. So to me, the, the base hit aspect of single family is a huge benefit. Um, okay. Again, the price point to get into single family, you can start to acquire a lot of single family for um, less out of pocket than what you can multifamily. There, there's always different um, scenarios, deals, things like that. Yeah, to me, it's just, yeah, barrier of entry and then being able to chunk it off to then get akin back to something bigger. Yeah. I I love the idea of getting over to multi-unit, bigger things. Yeah. And if that takes single family to sort of and get the base hits to eventually land on second base, like Mark, Austin, <laughs> we like to shoot for home runs ourselves, but Mark's... Uh, I'm taking slow, slow and steady. Yeah. More of a double guy. Yeah. Hey, you know, I would need those on the team. Yeah, you do, 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 utility players. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I would say with the single family too, there's a lot more single family out there than there is multifamily. So to source deals on that aspect of things, it can be a lot easier to source single family deals. And especially in 
places like the Midwest and Omaha, for example, it's not uncommon for anybody, but a, a list that we focus on uh, to lead generate to is people that own multiple properties and people that are above a certain age range, above 50 or 60, who are ready to cash out, sell off their portfolio and and whatnot is it's not uncommon for somebody to have 10 properties, 15 properties, 20 properties, because properties are fairly cheaper. And over the course of a lifetime of, I say a lifetime, but over a course of 10, 20, 30 years, if you're steadily active, it's not, it's not tough to acquire 15, 20 properties. So, um, the amount of, of landlords out there that own five, 10, 15, is significantly more than the landlords that own a 48 unit, a hundred unit complex. So just uh, deal wise, volume wise, um, you can definitely see more deals in the single family space, which again, helps get those base hits in to get you more experience to scale up to multifamily if that's where, where you want to go. Yeah, that's a good point. And even be able to keep, I mean, we have internal property management that we'll talk about. We have internal maintenance folks, internal rehab yeah. folks. And so continuing to add to those, keep them busy on some of those properties as well. Uh, and then also focus on the the larger buildings with us. Uh, and so multifamily then let's, let's dive kind of deep cannonball into that fucker. And, and how bad it is, how, how bad it can be, some cons. Oh, cons. Yeah, we can start. <laughs> um, uh, um, that we didn't start it sooner. No, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's uh scaling up like like we just talked about. Everything is magnified. So some of the issues you have in, in single family, same issues you have in multifamily, just magnified that much more because there's that many that many more units under one one roof and tenants talking with each other and. Things can go south at a complex fairly quick if you're not taking care of the building itself and the grounds and, and the tenants. One or two bad experiences can really spread quickly within the complex itself. And then when you're trying to show that complex and people are going to look at your vacant units and other tenants there are talking to some of those leads that are coming, It's uh, it takes a lot of... In, in my opinion, it takes a lot more management in certain aspects to really true. And you should, you should take care of your tenants across any asset class, multifamily, single family, class A, class B, class C, whatever it is. But things, again, just get magnified when you're in multifamily, if you're not taking care of tenants in the building and whatnot. Yeah. I think, you know, kind of related to that as well ends up being that, uh, it, you have to turn a whole building to change something. So yeah. you, a single family house, you have a single tenant that's a bad egg. All right, see ya, let's go get a new one. And the building is now better. Yeah. You know, it's good. You're not worried about all the other people or whatever. There might be a neighborhood that's a challenge or whatever the case, uh, but your building is fine now. Uh, however, in multifamily, you kick out one, and there might've been a hundred percent of them that were bad eggs. I mean, uh, you know, we ran into that where we had to kick out a whole part one easy 29th. Yeah. 100%, yeah. which ended up being one of our largest success. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the learning lessons of that was like basically kick 
all the people out that shouldn't be there, aren't going to be paying rent, all of that, and restart, fresh start. Yeah, that it was a learning lesson. And for clarification, that's not what we did. We went into it thinking, okay, we'll kick out. We say kick out. These are undesirable tenants. You don't, you did not want them there. Yeah. So we, we are kicking them. Yeah, over. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we started out with like, okay, let's do three or four, I think two or three probably. Yeah. Get those units fixed up, get new tenants in, keep the cash flow, yep. go do the next two or three, kick those guys out. But what we soon fairly quickly learned is that, like you just mentioned, buildings, areas have reputations and that building had a reputation for sure. So we kicked those initial tenants out, but there were still a lot of bad eggs coming in because of the current tenants there and they're bringing in people, undesirable people. Yep. yep. goes back to what I just said a little bit ago when you're going to show those units to actually get them nice and remodeled. Um, you try to get better people in there, but those better, better people are now going to that unit and they're seeing all this riffraff that is there and that they don't want to live there. And it's obvious. And that's one of the things we'll talk about it, um, in the future about what we learned buying our first apartment, but that was a big eye opener. It's like, Buildings have reputations. I never, it's common sense now you think about it, but never thought about it before. But now it's common sense. Why would somebody want to go and live in this, even though it's a really nice remodeled unit? Yeah. They're walking past 10 other units with all these people in there. Why would they want to live in it? Even in this nice place. Like, well, it's, and two are just in, incapable individuals of, and being enjoyable to peer for animals. Yeah. That's not what you want. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah so I wish the uh, hindsight's 2020, I wish we would have kicked people out to learn a lesson. Yeah. Sometimes go in at, depending on the, obviously the size of the building and whatnot, but it can definitely be beneficial just to go in. Ours was 12 units. Should have gone in and kicked out all 12 people at once. Yeah. Just dove head first, rehabbed everything, and then got in all brand new tenants because that thing did linger longer than what it should because we kept around undesirable tenants for longer than what we should have. Yeah, absolutely. Just crush through the rehab, get it all up, and then start fresh. Yeah. 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 And that, and that was one of those cases, too, where tenants were so undesirable, and again, bringing around crowds that you didn't want, where we were rehabbing units, and they'd break into those units and steal materials, steal tools. Yeah things like that so yeah just getting that thing completely vacant um reason 102 is uh is beneficial to get everybody out yeah yeah i agree uh so kind of going back to your question we went all a little bit of a tangent yeah. in bad way but here we are back <laughs> why uh why we liked multifamily no, we were talking about cons. We were talking about the cons yeah see yeah you already forgot <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so what would be a, another con of multifamily? One thing that comes to mind to answer my own question. Yeah. We can just do this interview with me if you guys want. Um, I'll ask questions. I'll answer them. Wouldn't be nice. Yeah. I do a lot of stuff for you anyway, so I might as well do this. In my experience, other people may have different. Sometimes I get better terms from the bank on single-family houses than what I can on multifamily. There's definitely some really good programs for multifamily um, out there. Yeah. But in general, there's definitely different financing between the both for sure. But the amount of capital to get into a multifamily, and, and when we're talking about multifamily, we're talking more of 10, 12, 14 plus units. We're not really talking about 
duplexes, fourplexes, yeah, things like that that you can sometimes get for for fairly cheap. So, um, capital requirements can definitely be a challenge for multifamily compared yeah. to single family. Okay, so that's the pros and cons of multifamily. So no, we haven't gone pros really. You we got pros. We got pros. <laughs> Well, I got more pros. Okay, bring, bring him, bro. Okay, come on. And one, what's a pro? Uh, thought you'd never had <laughs> uh, A pro of, an additional pro of multifamily, the way that it is valued. So the way that single family is valued is based on comparables in the neighborhood. Neighborhood goes up, your property goes up, vice versa, right? Uh, and in multifamily, it's based on really it operating as a business. So you're yeah. looking at uh, your cap rate, you're looking at your NOI and, and you're able to divide your NOI by your cap rate to get a purchase price. Uh, so it, or a theoretical purchase price. And so you think about it in that light, if you can change your NOI, net operating income, which uh, then you're just lowering expenses. Let's say we're looking at our property that we're buying right now, 94 units. We look at that and just alone the operational impact we can make, how miserably it has been operated. Yeah. <clears throat> that us going in and pulling in our processes, which we believe and see as, as well above uh, what norm is, Yeah. what you've been able to do within, uh, you know, some of our softwares and, and using virtual assistants and things like that. It is an extremely lean and mean team. Yeah. Uh, you know, so looking at that, we're going to be more efficient than 99.5%, 1.9%. like to tell ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have confidence, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Gotta believe in yourself. Less, so, you know, we're going to be more effective than what this current what was there yeah right Way we can look at that more. and say 100 percent we're confident this is you know no brainer for us we're going to come in and make an impact on expenses yeah so uh on top of that if we can increase income you know we're maximizing our noi and substantially impacting the overall value of the property yeah and you look at that not any point did i talk about all of the property next door is uh, down in value or up in value or whatever. Uh, there's a little bit of impact what's in the neighborhood and what people are seeing and what cap rates uh, it's trading, you know, properties are trading at. But nonetheless, it's looked at as a business. You are buying a business and you are operating a business. And if your business can become more effective, yeah. more cash flow, your property just increased in value. Yeah, that's something we'll dive more into down the road a bit, but little changes you can make, like you said, the expenses or income. Um, like, for example, on our Fort Madison complex, 48 units, we are switching out all the plumbing fixtures, toilets, shower heads, uh, kitchen faucet, bathroom faucets to um, water efficient fixtures and the amount of savings that we'll have, something like that, that will save us estimated 30% on our water bill, which I'm going to make these numbers up, but let's say that saves us $10,000 a year in water. When you do the math and you incorporate cap rates and stuff, that $10,000 a year savings that you're doing can equate to $100,000 in increased value or $120,000 increased value, yeah. whatever that whatever that math is. But little changes like that can have a huge impact on the value of a building, which is 
super sexy intriguing it is sexy yeah yeah i know how much you love toilets them too what who doesn't love toilets yeah. bud yeah and there's nothing especially you know monday morning having a nice going joe and you get a call from mark at 7 30 in the morning dude i just saved us a bunch of money on toilets bro well they'll flow toilets yeah yeah it's what it's what the family will start to talk about after a while yeah how amazing they are yeah i bet they are <laughs> <laughs> Everything still flushes down great. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Mr. Adams. So bring it from this episode, what's one takeaway that you you would take away from what we talked about? To me, you know, this has been all about single family, multifamily. I still I I love multifamily. We love multifamily. I think there's a lot of reasons to love it. Yeah. Uh everything that we talked about, but to me it goes back to that just business mindset of how you value a property, the value and impact of that. That's uh you know, you can look at impacting your NOI and you can impact the property value. That's something quite sexy. And we still love single family, right? We still love single family, yeah. Marble loves toilets. Yeah. And that's it. That's episode uh, 584.